when the unthinkable happens, when suddenly we're faced with unexpected loss, grief can take many forms. Many times the tragedy is personal and private, but occasionally the heartache hits the heart of the community and we are collectively changed. Hi there, I'm Brandon Walker, your host for the Eyes of Texas podcast. This season will bring you unique stories of the people, places, and issues that define life in the Lone Star State. We'll give you tales that are fun, quirky too, even the ones that hurt, we hope, will ultimately bring us to a place of togetherness, because we know, especially after the last year, Texans stand up for each other. So that's where we begin today, two tragedies just months apart. One, an act of Mother Nature, the other, the act of man. With both, there were people looking to help the best way they knew how, Texans inspired to create something beautiful in the midst of darkness. This is the Eyes of Texas. May 18, 2018, days before graduation at Santa Fe High School, evil struck. Eight students, two teachers, killed on a school day, a Friday that started like any other. Through the tears across Texas came offers of support. The entire state of Texas embraces you, supports you, and prays for this entire community. Governor Greg Abbott there. Prayers for a community forever changed at a time when healing seems impossible. That point about healing is our focus. What does it mean when hit with such horror? Who are the people trying to do the healing? And most of all, why? That brought us to Texas City High School just up the road from Santa Fe, where we met Daniela Betancourt, then a senior. These families are grieving, and we should grieve with them and help them in any way that they need. Very wise beyond her years, that Daniela. She and her teacher drafted an idea, an art show. Well, art definitely connects us all. It became so much more than that. We'll take you there. After the art show, we turned to Hurricane Harvey and the story of a man who helped save lives, all while the storm all but ruined his home. His quest to overcome loss and find his voice through a brushes stroke. I just want to show the love um, the love of life that I have. It's something most artists will tell you. Kind of like words to paper, visual artwork is an expression of freedom. Daniela Betancourt thinks so. It's a visual way to show, a visual and tangible way to show um, what I'm feeling and my beliefs. Which is why her push to help came with a call to paint. Daniela Betancourt was late for class that Friday. first period for her meant Miss Carpenter's art class, but by the time she sat in her seat. I found out what had happened, and I think it had been uh, maybe an hour after. Everyone was very shaken up. Everyone, including Daniela and her fellow classmates at Texas City High School. The drive between where they were and Santa Fe is no more than 14 miles. It's close, and on that day, it felt closer. My art teacher was standing guard by the door. She was the only one opening um, and closing the door. I immediately felt unsafe um, and like 
a student from Santa Fe had said um, it was it wasn't I wasn't surprised like she said um, I was more so just disappointed once again um, and at a loss for words. Daniela wanted to do something but like many felt powerless. As a couple days and nights passed, watching vigils, hearing from those hurting most, she suddenly found her voice. Art has been my safe place here at the school. Megan Carpenter, it's my third year teaching art at Texas City High School. Just as Daniela had her epiphany, Megan Carpenter, her art teacher, felt the same. Um, I texted my art teacher um, and saying, I think we should do something. Megan says she had the same thought in her sleep. Awoke the next morning to that text from Daniela. It struck a nerve, a personal one. You see, teaching was a career change for Miss Carpenter. A few years ago... I was a paramedic for eight years. I worked most of that time for Santa Fe Fire and Rescue. That's the volunteer fire department in Santa Fe. The morning of the shootings, one of the assistant fire chiefs gave first aid to Officer John Barnes, the Santa Fe ISD police officer who was shot during an exchange with the gunman. So when we had this idea, I immediately reached out to them. They to the fire department, that is. She thought it could be helpful. The idea, as Miss Carpenter put it, came back to a love for art and how both she and Daniela say uh, art so heals. We, we just thought about many different ideas and we came to the conclusion that a show made up of different art departments, different, different art schools, or even art from all over the country should come um, together and support uh, this community, support artists supporting other artists. Artists supporting other artists, because by chance, you remember from the reporting. You heard students describe the area of the school where they were when they heard the first shots. Many of them told us it was the art room. The art room, a cradle for creativity, crushed. An art show Daniela and Miss Carpenter thought might work toward lifting hearts. The Texas City High School National Art Honor Society got to work. The idea is that everyone comes together, um, donates this art, and then um, we auction it off to the community. That sense of community even grew, thanks to social media and the hashtag Art for Santa Fe. Anyone could submit art from anywhere. They figured, well, they'd get a few submissions here and there from the Houston area. Little did they know. You know, when we asked the other art teachers, immediately, they're right on board. Absolutely, I will make something for you. How much will you take? Can I submit it digitally? They were ready. A couple weeks went by. Then one Friday night at the fire station, they pulled out the fire trucks, replacing them with a dozen or so panels each with artwork submitted by a student from a school. This is actually my favorite. It's from um, a school called Moody in Galveston, and it's composed of handprints from one-year-olds to eight-year-olds. Why is it your favorite? Because it shows that our generation is teaching our little ones to support and to love, and maybe that they weren't talked to about the shooting, but Maybe they were told that, you know, someone is sad, so let's do this for them. And I think that's very strong. Strength by message, by number two. More than 200 submissions. Did you think that it would be this big, the turnout? I, some part of me thought 
yes, people are going to um, come support, but I didn't think it'd be 200 pieces. I thought it'd be maybe a good 30, but thankfully it was um, 200. The installations came from places near and not so near. And actually this lady um, from Lancaster, Pennsylvania, sent us a bunch of sunsets with quotes from her students and inspirational quotes all around. They even received two digital submissions from Japan, one created by a five-year-old. It's a decoupage of sorts, colorful patches of paper, swaths of green to make a tree, shades of orange and blue, which together comprised three birds, free-flying. I saw that. That's Rebecca Martinez. She and her husband brought their family, young kids, to the show. The thought that children, so young, from so far took part, moved her. I saw one of them over there, and I was like, wow, that's from, a, from across the world. That's pretty amazing that um, we could feel so much love and support here in our little town. It worked, Daniela's plan. Boy, did it work. But why it worked? Why so many pieces filled a fire station, hurt as much as it did the morning she sat scared and defenseless in her art class, 14 miles up the road. All shootings are terrible, and I wish I could change all of that, but this one in particular um, was art students in an art classroom um, being, just wanting to to make um, artwork and be creative, and that's unfair that their lives were taken. The takeaway from Art for Santa Fe is what you've heard Miss Carpenter and Daniela say a few times now. Art builds community. The last installment at the art show explains that more than mere words can tell. So this is a community project that we're working on right now. It's a canvas painted green, two hands painted black joined together, forming a heart. Above the heart, little holes for notes. Interactive, as Daniela points out. Um, messages that people want to give to Santa Fe. Rebecca Martinez left the note. Um, I said, you've got this. Our whole town is behind you 100%. We love you. The Martinez family lives in Santa Fe. If love's a cure that heals all, then this art show, Art for Santa Fe, is a start. It really touches, it touches my heart and um, helps me understand that there is a lot of love and support um, across our country for for our kids and for our school districts um, to help in healing. Each piece on display was sold by silent auction during the art show. Proceeds went to the Santa Fe, Texas Education Foundation, benefiting students, victims, and their families. Our thanks to Megan Carpenter and Daniela Betancourt for sharing their story. By the way, Daniela has since graduated high school. She's in the midst of her first semester of college at Harvard University. Way to go, Daniela. When we return... Any of your artwork damaged by the storm? A lot of it. I lost. Our focus on art as a healer shifts to Hurricane Harvey and the story of a Houston-based artist who, like thousands, lost just about everything during the storm. Before we continue, gotta tell you, the second episode of the Eyes of Texas podcast is already out. This one, a wild tale of another massive storm and the quiet but quirky beach community it struck. How was that accepted as normal to see a, a guy with a cage on the back of his truck with a lion in it? That is not unusual down here. <laughs> Tune in to hear what happened when a man with a lion and a tiger faced the roar of Hurricane Ike. On it and he got the lioness in and the tiger would not go in. 
and he's and he said he was beside himself. He's like, I, I, I couldn't get the tiger in and didn't know what to do. Two Big Cats and a Cat 2 Storm, available now. Be sure to subscribe to the Eyes of Texas podcast to get new stories and keep an eye on KPRC2's Instagram page for more on each episode. If ever a test of faith, no matter creed or conviction, seemed insurmountable, Hurricane Harvey would fit the bill. Images of the waterlogged weary escaping their homes amidst the overflow of Bayou's bloat rattled the nation, if not the world. Stories of the devastation hit home no matter where home is, and tales of the selfless proved the region's resilience. That last point about resilience, the ability to come back stronger after such loss, led us to Houston's north side and this man. Luis Gonzalez, I'm an artist. Luis Gonzalez couldn't run from Harvey. That wasn't an option, as his day job required him to work during the storm's worst. I work for the Office of Emergency Management. From the Office of Emergency Management, Gonzalez fielded phone calls from scores of Houstonians stranded sending out an SOS. But I was getting phone calls um, of all the people in the Greenspoint area that they were trapped there, you know. And um, I was at the, at the emergency center, and we're trying to get, um, we're trying to get source, you know, sources over there. And uh, Even a mere memory proves a mountain of emotions. It was one of the worst experiences of my life, actually. It was heartbreaking listening to those people. They were, they were really desperate. Gonzalez says he was too. He couldn't get home to his flooded house, which sat waterlogged for days. Once he did, two weeks after Harvey, couldn't recognize much. No furniture, very few clothes. Even the walls were no good. What happens after water packs its punch? It left Gonzalez, his wife, and two children storm victims just like the hundreds of people who called Gonzalez at emergency management during the storm. It, it, it all came back to me, you know, two weeks later. It was a, the, the people that were calling up uh, desperate, and, you know, I found myself kind of feeling the same way. Painting for Luis Gonzalez proved therapeutic, healing. That's how he got into it, being an artist, at first a hobby. As a child, he doodled here and there, but really didn't pick up a brush until life took a turn. My mother my mother committed suicide when I was uh, 19 years old, and um, it, I needed something to kind of to kind of heal with. And uh, drawing and painting kind of took me out of out of the depression that I was in. And it just helped me heal. It it takes me to a different place. It it, it helps me forget, um, you know, the pain and and uh, the sorrow that I went through. Sometimes I don't even think about it anymore. Gonzalez painted so much. After a few years, he tried to sell his artwork. At first, portraits of flowers, vases, standard fair stuff. And uh, I wasn't selling anything, nothing at all. I had never sold anything. That changed after his wife made a suggestion. On my private side, I would paint these little skulls and, you know, paint people with masks. And um, my wife is the one that came to me and said, you know, why don't you try doing this mainstream? There's a lot of things that I try to portray with the masks. 
Um, one of the things is, is culturally, we celebrate uh, Day of the Dead. Day of the Dead, a holiday celebrated primarily of those of Mexican heritage. On October 31st at midnight, it's believed the gates of heaven open up, and for 24 hours, families can reunite with the spirit of a lost loved one. You'll find altars adorned with color, candles, flowers, and pictures of relatives who passed away. Very likely you'll see a skull too, and all a celebration of a homecoming. Gonzalez's work aims to preserve that heritage while also telling a larger story about his community on the north side. I grew up here in the north side, in the north side of Houston here. You refer to it actually in your bio as the barrio, right, of uh, the north side of It's Houston. my barrio, yeah. You know, I, I wanted to teach kids growing up that it's not a stigma to come from the inner city. There's a sensitivity to Gonzalez's every step, perhaps punctuated by his voice, very even keeled. He's of a sturdy, brawny build, short black hair, though gray blankets his equally trimmed goatee. He wears his wisdom, Luis Gonzalez, a man whose art does much more than simply imitate how he sees his life. So imagine how he felt after Harvey tried to wash away that joy. So where do you paint? Uh, right now, since I don't have a studio, I'm painting out of uh, my room, which is, is um, converted into a small... Uh, studio. Harvey ruined a lot, including a studio housed in his backyard. He showed off his temporary space. Which is here. A converted bedroom, average sized, with a window that gives view to the backyard and the small slab on which his studio once stood. Hanging on the walls, some of the artwork he was able to save. The one right here behind me is, is called uh, Lisa Number One. Most of his pieces and, uh, feature people, skeletons mainly wearing masks. Sure, an ode to Day of the Dead. But also, beyond that, a challenge for the consumer, the person seeing his art, to look beyond the surface. I wanted to capture with this painting that even though her face is painted and she has, she has bones, um, her skeleton is showing through, but through that skeleton you can see um, her heart and a burning fire coming from there. Gonzalez says that theme carries through in all of his imagery, heart and soul, family and heritage, meaning for him, healing too, after so much loss. While Harvey washed away much of the artwork he kept at home, Gonzalez showed us some damaged pieces. He couldn't dare part. There's a painting of my, of my mother here, and uh, it was, um, it got wet, you know, water damage. And it's something I can't replace. Gonzalez's mother, the reason behind why he picked up a brush in the first place. Grief over her death led him to his gift. Before we parted, I asked what mom would think of all of this. The art, the inspiration, the purpose. Luis Gonzalez paused and then well, offered this. You know, I would hope that she would um, be happy with what I'm doing, um, be proud of what I'm doing. Um, I know that uh, through her life, she always wanted to accomplish something with her life. And uh, I hope that I'm, I'm doing that for her a little bit. Gonzalez and other artists got much needed help after the storm from the Harvey Arts Recovery, which has awarded more than $100,000 to local artists and cultural organizations recovering after Harvey. 
I was able to buy canvases, I was able to buy paint, brushes, everything that just to get started again. On our website, click2houston.com slash eyesoftexas, there's a link to a slideshow of his pieces. Gonzalez's artwork is now seen worldwide, with pieces at exhibitions in parts of Europe, and of course it shows locally. You can spot it by Gonzalez's logo, a crescent for his father's family, the Lunas, and the number 13, which signifies the 13th letter of the alphabet, M, which stands for mom. Her name was Mary. That's our show. We have so many stories to share with you, and we want you to join in on the process. Got a story? Let us know about it. Our eyes are your eyes. I'm Brandon Walker. Let's go travel in Texas together. 